Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of The Den, brought to you by Man Cave Sports. The Den is going to be our weekly podcast on Man Cave Sports, talking about all the major sports news. It's going to be me, Will, and Alec, and the occasional guest, maybe a little bit of Vaughn in there from Two Man Scramble. Uh, This episode is brought to you by Fanly. Fanly is the number one fastest growing sports news app. Fanly has the most comprehensive news feeds for all your favorite teams all in one place. And my favorite part is they gray out the articles after you read them so you don't get halfway through an article and then go, oh my god, I read this because I do that all the time actually. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, mcsports365. Check out our website, mancave-sports.com. And let's get it. Today's date is uh, Monday, August 8th, and we're going to start you off with a special Mount Rushmore this episode. We're going to do the a Mount Rushmore of hobbies. And this was Will's idea, I believe. Right? Yeah. So we're gonna let Will go first with his hobbies. All right. So I don't really. The, some of them are sports themed. You'll, you'll see. My first one though is catching foul balls. <laughs> I think I think that is such a great hobby. Shout out to Zach Campbell for that. Yeah, if if you if you can succeed in catching foul balls, then you're either lucky or I, I don't know. I don't know how you're able to predict where they're going. I don't, I don't know. It's crazy to me. Also, number two, woodworking. I think as a man, that's just kind of kind of BA in my opinion. <laughs> um, and my third one is alcohol connoisseur. I think that's just what? an excuse to drink, you know. Oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a wine taster. Oh, okay. Yeah, see? Uh, and my last one is astronomy. After watching Jimmy Walker win the PGA Championship, have you? Did you look up the photos he takes? I have not. Dude, they're they're incredible. Weeks, I'm sure you've seen them. Have I, you? I took an astronomy class. Astronomy is a pretty interesting topic. Uh, I actually have not seen the astronomy photos. Dude, NASA like straight up buys them from Jimmy Walker. Really? Yes, they're they're incredible. I'm gonna have to get on that and check it out. Yeah. So you're telling? Finish off your list again. Like, give us a little recap. Catching foul balls. That's a good one. I like that one. How do you feel about minor league foul balls? Discredited or what? Uh, I mean, eh. I mean, I, I, I've never been able to catch one, so more power to you. If what you what can. about what about the balls that get tossed out over the dugout? Do those? No, no that's not the same. Okay. No, not okay. the same. Not if you're four. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah, if you're if you're above the age of four, then they don't count. Yeah. Uh, my second one was wood woodworking. I just feel like I kind of need a little manly one in there. You know, rebuilding cars along that line. Uh, then alcohol connoisseur, and the last one was astronomy. Shout out to Jimmy Walker. Shout out to Jimmy Walker and Weeks. He took an astronomy class. Yeah, and Weeks. Um, he actually inspired me to pick that one. Yes, he did. He inspired me to take an astronomy class. Anyways, <laughs> I'm gonna do my list. Um, I'm gonna start off with table making. I actually think what? making tables is pretty cool. If I'm being completely honest. People, so woodworking. Like what yes. kind of tables? Yeah. Wood tables? No, no. There's obviously there's wood in them because I think every table has wood unless it's like that's not true. That is not true. That's <laughs> not. But a lot, a lot. But when you make your own table, I'm thinking you're probably going to use wood. I don't but, know. Um, you, could be, you could be a good welder. That's true. But for this deal worker, I don't, for this Mount Rushmore, it's all wood. 
Number two, coin collecting. Because when I was a little kid, I had that little map where you try to get all the coins. Dude, I feel like you can't do that unless you're below the age of 10 or over the age of 75. Well, I was below the age of 10, so it was pretty All right, you're safe then. Number three, bird watching. Because who doesn't love to look at birds in a forest? And uh, number four is, it's a little two-part one. It's preparing for the apocalypse slash building a bunker. Okay. I, that that's probably my favorite one. Yeah, hundred that, percent. Really yeah, no, I actually think it's a lot of fun. I think building a bunker. What, is, you've done that? Yes, I do. You built right, a bunker right in my backyard. It's good father son bonding. You make sure oh, you yeah. have all the right weapons, all the right you know non perishable foods or whatever. Yeah, how many how many cans do you have down there? Uh, I can't tell you just because you know it'll that'll be a hot commodity once the apocalypse comes. You don't want people, <laughs> you don't want people coming for the goods you got stashed mm-hmm. down there. Of course not. <laughs> and then go ahead, Weeks. Let's hear yours. All right, so I'm going to tell you all what my list is after I do it. So first Wait, on my what? list of hobbies, I'm going to let you all know what it is when I'm done with it. Like, I'm going to tell them, and then I'm going to say what they are. Because they're hobbies, but they're also something else. So first on my list of hobbies, I'm going to go with the triathlon. I feel like lots of old people try and run triathlons, maybe even like half triathlons. Old or, people do triathlons? Dude, I know a lot of old people that are trying to stay in <laughs> What triathlons do you okay, watch? Maybe like half triathlons or maybe ones that aren't as far, but I feel like people are into triathlons. Like that's a thing. People do that. Okay. Second, I'm going to go with equestrian. You know, glorified horseback riding. Horseback riding seems like a solid hobby to me. There's a horse ranch near my house. People are riding horses back there all the time. What, what do you mean glorified horseback riding? You know, they're, they're – Is it not actually riding? a horse no it's like glorified you know they're all pretty horses and they're doing jumps and you know they're just doing their own thing it's glorified all right all right right, third i'm gonna go with trampoline you know you always had a trampoline in the backyard when you were a little kid you're jumping on it so i feel like that was always a hobby y'all had some hobbies from when y'all were little kids so yeah go with the trampoline hobby and then lastly taekwondo all right and do y'all want to know what my list is about every one of those hobbies Olympic sports. Ah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna dislike that though. <laughs> a little too cliche weeks. I think hey. I think my favorite one was actually taekwondo. I've been watching a lot of Olympics, and sometimes I question how many of these things are actually sports and not just hobbies. So, dude, I actually I I will agree with that 100. Yeah. percent Oh, oh, the reason I love taekwondo so much is because Dwight Schrute. uh, As you can tell, it's maybe not even a hobby. It's almost a lifestyle. I think it is more of a lifestyle. But uh, I think I think out of all the all the ones that you said weeks, the one that's most like a sport is triathlon because it involves it's like a race. That's why I said at first I could only get so many sports from the Olympics that were really not that many not sports. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. You could have said like badminton or table tennis. I was really thinking. Dude, table table tennis tennis is a sport. I mean, yeah, I it's got I don't care what you say. Yeah, I, I don't care what you say. <laughs> okay. Anyways, we'll move on from that. Great Mount Rushmore. Let's all take a vote. Who won? <laughs> what do you mean? I'm going to vote for myself. No, you can't vote, vote for, for yourself. yourself. <laughs> can't vote for yourself. I'm, I don't vote uh, for any of y'all. I'm going to vote cause... for Avery. Yeah, I'm going to vote for myself, too. I win. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're going to start off talking a little bit about rugby. The women played and the women are done. They, uh... I believe they lost to Fiji in the fifth place game. Uh, it was a good tournament, though. They played well. I felt like it was over before it even started. I don't know if did you guys watch any of the women's rugby. I watched. Uh, I think the first. 
Oh, wait, wait, wait. Sorry. They beat France in the fifth place game. I apologize. They lost to Fiji in the semifinals. I, I watched today the first, I, th I believe it was maybe the first 15 seconds, and then I switched it. Ah, well, it was, it was great. You missed out on a great other 15 seconds that I watched. But, uh. Okay. The, um. I believe Australia beat New Zealand today. Yeah, they did. 24-17. I saw a highlight of that. Yeah, Canada beat Great Britain to uh, get the bronze, so good for them. Wait, I have a question, and I don't know the answer to this, but I have to ask. Is New Zealand technically a colony of Australia? Oh, my God. <laughs> no. I think they're affiliated together in somehow, kind of like Puerto Rico in the U.S. And oh. mentioning that... Mm. I saw a Puerto Rico <laughs> volleyball team playing a U.S. volleyball team. Like, how does that work out? It's because the it's United a territory. <laughs> I mean, it's not like, a colony. This isn't 1400. That's what I meant. Territory, same thing. <laughs> territory, colony. You know, it's been a while since I took a geography class. I've been taking astronomy. It's because it's okay. whoever the upper IO level. I get it. It's who. It's because whatever the IOC recognizes you as, like. Um, if you listen to the interview coming up with Curtis from This Is American Rugby, he says that um, uh, the I guess like the rugby teams on the circuit they do like England, Scotland, and Wales, but then they have to do Great Britain, so that's why Puerto Rico has their own. But anyways, they're their own country. But anyways, uh, the men start Tuesday. They play Argentina and Brazil on Tuesday, so a couple of teams that are I wouldn't say they're home games, but they're basically home games. Yeah, um, well, Brazil's a home game. Yeah, no, Brazil is a home game for sure. And then, I mean, hopefully we do good. Make sure to check it out, all the games. I believe you can go to NBCOlympics.com and, you know, just listen to the interview for all your rugby stuff. So here's I, I plan on streaming it tomorrow. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I plan on watching a lot of it, actually. We can watch what's, what's his name from uh, Nate. Uh, what's his name? Nate Elder from the Patriots? Yeah. No one. I can't say. I'm sorry. I, thought, I, 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 I don't know. I really don't know. Is there? A, there's a Patriots player on the rugby team. Yeah, yeah. He's he's in the rugby team. I believe he's a long snapper. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Fun yeah, fact. Yeah. Nate. Nate Ebner. Nate You're Ebner, right. Dang it. Anyways. Okay. Let's get it. We'll get into that interview. It was a good interview. Uh, Curtis. This is AmericanRugby.com. Make sure to follow him on Twitter and check out his website. I actually learned a lot about rugby in like 12 minutes. If I'm being completely honest. But uh, here it is. Okay, so I am on with Curtis from This Is American Rugby. How are you doing? Doing well, thank you. Uh, USA lost this morning, so you could be doing a little better, right? Yeah, I mean, close game against an uh, improving Fiji, women's Fiji team this morning. So, um, disappointing, but they have a chance to come back against Colombia. So, you think they could beat Colombia, though, right? Oh, yeah, they're probably going to smash Colombia. Okay, that's good. And then what, what are our chances of meddling in this? Uh, for the women, I mean, the women's tournament is interesting because in some instances it's more wide open than the men's, but at the same time there are some three very good teams at the top. I would say the U.S. has an outside chance of meddling. I would not consider us a favorite to medal by any means. Um, gold and silver is probably not realistic, but they might be able to slip in there for the bronze. Okay, well, that would be good, especially for our first tournament, or if the first rugby tournament in Olympic history. I mean, we would, I feel like we, I would take a bronze as an American fan. Well, interesting backstory. Rugby actually was in the Olympics early in the 20th century. Oh, interesting. And, yeah, because one of the big storylines is that the last time the Olympics held rugby was in 1924, 
and the U.S. is actually the defending gold medalist. <laughs> the U.S. won in 1920 and 1924, and so I mean, that's 92 years ago, so a lot's changed. Yeah. But uh, you know, we come in and we actually have some Olympic rugby history. And so the pressure is on a little bit for the men and the women to kind of keep a medal. Um, I don't think for either the men or the women, they wouldn't be favorites to, to win a medal, but certainly possible, and, and they got a little pressure to do it. So speaking of the men, the men begin when, Tuesday? The men begin on Tuesday, yeah. So in Group A, they have, what is it, USA, Argentina, Fiji, and Brazil. I mean... I don't know a lot about rugby, and I don't think many of our listeners do. Who's the best team in that group? Fiji. Fiji, Fiji. by far. Fiji is probably a gold medal favorite. The the nation of Fiji just loves sevens. That's their version of – they love 15s too. They just love rugby. But sevens is really kind of their thing. You know, if you think you see some athletes in the NBA and in, you know, the NFL, wait till you see some of these Fijian guys. Their body fat has got to be close to zero. Just absolutely toned. They can run for miles and miles and miles. You're going to see some fantastic athletes with Fiji. Um, the U.S. team's not bad. The U.S. team's very good. Uh, it's just that uh, you get a lot of people on the U.S. team that didn't grow up playing beach rugby like the Fijians did since age three. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's like it's like us with other sports. Like, I mean, these other countries are like basketball. Other countries are getting better, but they didn't grow up playing basketball since they were three years old. Like Americans do pretty much. Yeah. So, I mean, besides Fiji, who's another, who are the probably other favorites? Like if you had to predict who was going to win gold, silver and bronze, what would you go with? I think, uh, the top two teams right now, if you ask most people, they would consider that to be Fiji and South Africa. South Africa is also an excellent team. Um, New Zealand is up there. They've had some struggles for New Zealand because uh, they have such a high standard of rugby down in New Zealand that for their standards, they struggled a little bit this year, which basically means they didn't win every tournament or you know, yeah. <laughs> come in uh, second or third in every tournament. They had some you know, fifth-place finishes, which for them is disappointing. Um, they, they would be considered a favorite. I would say those three. Australia is a decent side. Great Britain could make some noise. One of the things that fans should know about Great Britain is during competition outside of the Olympics, the, the Sevens teams, they compete on something called the Sevens World Series. It has stops um, all over the world. So there's one in Vancouver, there's one in Vegas, Singapore, um, down Australia, Europe. They have stops all over. Great Britain is not an actual team. Uh, in rugby, they compete separately as England, Scotland, and Wales. Uh, but they come. the Olympic Committee doesn't recognize that. They only recognize Great Britain. So they had to come together and kind of form a team at the last minute. Um, so that's going to be either a, a blessing for them to take all the top players from those three countries, or they may lack cohesion. If they can come together, they would also be considered a favorite. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. So I guess when you say that they have a, you know, a rugby seven series all around the world, so is that what these guys do for a living? Yeah, it is. Um, you know, for a long time, a lot of these sevens players were not full-time professionals. It was only really when the Olympics took rugby back on that you saw funding from, say, like the USOC come in to help 
get these guys playing full-time sevens rugby. So the men and women's teams, they have about 20 contracted players each. They live down at the Olympic Training Center in, in San Diego, and that's their full-time job. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. So that's the bulk of the team. I mean, on the U.S. team, you do have some interesting selections, like Nate Ebner from the New England Patriots. Oh, He's yeah. on the team. Um, and you have a couple of other players that have played professionally overseas. So, um, But mo- by and large, yeah, they, they play on the series as their full-time jobs, and they get paid by the Olympic Committee and their national governing body, which is USA Rugby, to, to play rugby. Okay, got it. That's interesting. So I guess... For people who don't know a lot about rugby, because obviously rugby isn't a you know, popular sport in America, I mean, I guess what would you say to people to get them to tune in? I think it combines the best aspects of all sports. Um, if you like soccer, it combines kind of that thinking element where you have to, to think on your feet and you're constantly going the entire time. If you like basketball... It involves great footwork. It involves learning where to make a, a right pass. It learns where to make a, a good cut. You know, like there's no screens. You can't screen anybody. That's illegal. Yeah. But certainly, like you know, there's elements of making cuts that are that are combined in there. Um, and then you know, if you like football, it's certainly got the tackling and the power. And um, I think all the aspects that people like about that. It's just. Good got a great combination of, of every other sport it's non-stop it's got just fantastic athletic plays um, people should really tune in give it a try and, and I think you'll you'll it's hard not to be hooked in by the passion and athleticism of these players both men and women yeah no I mean I, I'm a rugby guy with the what is it fit this normal rugby I've not I'm not a big sevens guy I haven't watched a lot of it but it's a lot faster paced isn't it yeah, I make the comparison to arena football. Got it. Um, in a sense that if you have the ball, most of the time, if you don't make some sort of error, um, you'll probably score. <laughs> so, I mean, that's not always true in 15s, and that's not always true in, in non-arena football. But most of the time, if you have possession, especially these high-level top teams – you're probably going to score. So um, I think that's a pretty fair comparison. So this, I, I saw something on Twitter the other day about the fastest guy in the rugby tournament plays for America. Who is that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's Carlin Isles. Carlin Isles was a, a player that in four years ago in London, he would have made the Olympic semifinals in the 100 meters. But because he's American... And we put all three of our sprinters in the 100 meters along with all three Jamaican guys. Uh, he wasn't going to make the U.S. team. So he made the decision to not try to make the London Olympics. Um, and he went and focused on rugby. He saw rugby. You know, Somebody contacted him, said, give it a go. And so he's just been learning and developing ever since then. Um, even just this year, he th- tried to give track you know, just for fun to see how he could do. And he was almost matched, uh, almost qualified for the Olympics in track. So <laughs> he's, wow. he's extremely fast. So is he a pretty good rugby player or is he just kind of like a pure athlete? 
No, he's a great rugby player. He, he hasn't always been a great rugby player um, because he hadn't played rugby. He had played American football. I think he was a kick returner at Ashland University. Yeah, okay. Um, but he hadn't played rugby. And I think there's a misconception out there, and this is peddled by rugby people as well, that if you're a great athlete, you can just show up to rugby and, and be good. And while certainly your athleticism gives you a leg up, there are some nuances to the game that take time. And it took Carl and Isles some time to learn that. But he's really developed into a fantastic rugby player over the last four years. And so he deserves a lot of credit as a rugby player and not just as a, a speedy player. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I feel like, you know, we've had that with American sports where guys almost, you know, they try and play baseball as, as well as football or something like that. And like like Michael Jordan, you could see that, you know, it takes time to adapt to a sport no matter how athletic you are. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, you know, if there's anybody out there that's interested in rugby and you're athletic, you've played other sports, don't think that you can't just show up and you'll be so far behind. Um, I mean, Carl Niles is playing at an elite level, so it takes a while to get to that elite level. Carl Niles probably would have dominated you know, any other tournament if it was just involving local club players. So if you are interested, contact your local club and head out. I think your athleticism will be appreciated and you'll have a good time. So how did you get into rugby? Oh, it's a long story, but uh, I the the short version is I liked the Beatles as a teenager. So then I liked all things Britain as a teenager, and rugby just kind of took off from there. And then I have I've curbed my you know anglophoneness since then, but uh, still rugby is is a passion. And so I guess if people are looking for rugby information, they should check out your website, right? Yeah, you can go to thisisamericanrugby.com. Uh, we'll be updating all throughout the Olympics. We also follow um, you know, top clubs here in the U.S. We have a professional 15s competition now in the U.S. that just concluded. So we were heavily involved in that. Um, the national team is going to play again. The 15s team is going to play here in the fall. So we'll be covering all that. We update daily for the most part. And, and uh, yeah, tune in. Sweet. And then... I guess, so since Sevens is in the Olympics, what is 15's big tournament? Uh, the World Cup. The World so Cup. Oh, that's right. That's, I knew that. In the World Cup. And, uh, yeah, you actually see, you know, there were some Sevens players that played in, for the U.S. team in the World Cup. Um, and you'll see overlap between the teams. Got it. Okay. And then will we ever add 15's to the Olympics or probably I, not? I doubt it. I doubt it. The only reason being, if you look at the basketball tournaments and the soccer tournaments, they take two full weeks and they require big stadiums. And um, it's, yeah, it's just not really feasible. The other thing is, Sevens is a game in which countries like Kenya, the United States, um, Fiji, even, they can be competitive, whereas in 15s, they would be good, but they would not be competitive with the top teams. In 15s, it's very stratified who is going to be the best, um, and it's less wide open than in sevens. Got so you have, you have the time element of, of fitting a tournament, two tournaments in six days as opposed to two weeks, and a um, lot less players, and it's more wide open. Gotcha, gotcha. And you cover 15s on your website? 
Yes, absolutely. I cover all all rugby, men's, women's, 15s, club, youth, national team, all that. And so for people who want to watch all this, where should they go? I guess what's the best? Like is there a website or is this stuff on TV or what? Yeah, I mean there's some games scattered about on TV. Um, actually, if you go – I don't want to plug my website because I'm not usually like that. But oh, no, you're okay. Go ahead, man. If you go to my website, uh, I have some television listings for the week of where you can find rugby and the U.S. matches. Some U.S. matches will be scattered on you know certain cable channels like this morning was on um, NBCSN and I think this afternoon's on CNBC. But but you can also go to NBCOlympics.com and as long as you have a cable login, you can log in and watch. Okay, awesome. Thanks. Hey, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks again to Curtis from This Is American Rugby com for coming on. It was a good interview. I actually really liked it because I felt like I learned a lot of rugby stuff. Like I learned more in 12 minutes than I have in my whole life. I feel like a lot of people can learn a lot of things about rugby, so yeah, it's no. a good interview for people to listen to. No, for sure. But if you're listening to this, you probably listen to it. But <laughs> anyways, moving on to more Olympics, some Olympic stuff that's actually already happened. Uh, we got some Olympic rivalries going on. Uh, we got yeah, Michael Phelps. Yeah, we got, we, got some, we got some drama. Yeah, no kidding. So it, both of the, I guess, rivalries that are kind of sparking right now are in the swimming realm. The first one is Lily King. She's a 19-year-old uh, breaststroker from, from Indiana, USA. And uh, I'm sure all of you guys have heard about how Russia got in trouble for their doping scandal where basically their whole entire Olympic team got in trouble for some scheme that everyone there was – basically cheating uh and a, a russian competitor in swimming was still able to participate uh kind of controversially her name is yulia efimova i can't even pronounce it yulia efimova yes she is russian and she she's actually failed multiple drug tests but somehow still got to participate and yesterday hmm she swam <laughs> yesterday she uh, swam in the semifinals and when she won the her heat the crowd started booing and she gave the Matumbo finger wag yep. saying I'm number one uh, and then Lily King this 19 year old girl went out in the next heat and beat her time and gave the finger wag back saying uh uh-uh. uh and I, I mean supposedly the Russian hasn't made any comments on Lily King. Lily King came out afterwards and said that there's no, really no place for doping in the swimming world, which I completely agree with. Uh, but yeah, what do you guys think about it? Um, you know, I think the American girl is completely in the right. I mean, if you're taking steroids, doping, whatever you're doing, you shouldn't even be in the Olympics. But I mean, I think that's kind of where we all stand on that. Yeah. I mean, if you look at how the talks of the Olympics have gone before the Olympics happened and where it is, I think this just comes down to the IOC and what can they do about it. And I think this really shows how corrupt it really is and that something needs to be done. Yeah, the, the fact that she's able to participate still is crazy to me. It is. A lot of these Russians are like, you know, people who have gotten caught for doping this year. And two weeks ago, they were told that they were going to get to play. Or yeah, that's compete. silly. And then Michael Phelps in the South African. Chad Leclerc. Yeah, he uh, is a little obsessed with Phelps. I don't know. We're recording this on a Monday night, so tonight he was doing a lot of dancing. 
in front of him. He was shadow boxing. Yeah, shadow boxing. And Phelps was just eating that up, getting all angry and stuff. Phelps. Yeah. Was so do you know? Do you know kind of where this rivalry started? Yeah, it was uh, it was the last Olympics, right? Yep, London 2012. Yeah, and Phelps lost the gold medal in the 100 meter butterfly or 200 meter butterfly. 200, 200, 200 by, by like five what, half a second. 500 mil, 500th oh, of a second. Oh. It's because he had a bad finish too. He didn't. Yep. Yeah, he should have won. He had a bad finish, but. Yep. I think the Chad Leclo is actually a big Michael Phelps guy, but now that no, he he is. Yeah, no, because he said he like studies him and stuff. He like idolized him growing up because he's younger. Yeah, yeah. Michael Phelps is old now. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. But um, yeah, and I think they just kind of you know, like he he kind of realizes like there's no way I'm actually gonna better than him. I need to try and get in his head. Yeah. Just thinking. I I don't think that will work either. No, I think he just he, he beat him today in the semifinal heat. So they're racing tomorrow in the finals. Yeah, no, I mean it's the swimming's been exciting. The four by one hundred with Phelps was electric. Dude, um, yeah, that was nuts. Katie Ledecky, we were texting amazing. about that. Yeah, we were. Katie Ledecky's amazing. I mean, she, she might just I, the thing about swimming that gets me is that some of the people just like look like such normal people. Lily yeah. King, Katie Ledecky, and they just go out there and pff, they kill everyone. They kill everyone. They don't even look like they're moving fast either. No, like they're flying. I mean, oh, yeah, Katie Ledecky is, might be the Michael Phelps of, you know. Women. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think incredible. the thing that separates Michael Phelps, though, from others is just his, the, the diversity of his strokes he can, you know, perform yeah. at. He yeah. can do all the 100, 100 IM, 200 IM, 400 IM, the, all the relays, you know, whereas I think Katie Ledecky, basically, she's limited to freestyle and breaststroke. I think she did, did she do back? Did she? She may have. She may have. How many events is Phelps in this year? How many shots at gold medals does he have? Five. five? He's in five. Yeah. I mean, uh, he's... Only five. Michael Phelps is the GOAT, honestly. Yeah. Um, And then, I guess, moving on to a more popular sport, maybe. uh, Basketball. I don't know if it's more popular in the Olympics, because USA is just killing everybody. I mean, I don't know if you guys have been watching that. It was, uh, they got off to a little shaky start today. No, they It was Venezuela. Yeah. They kind of struggled at the beginning. See, the biggest thing was uh, with Venezuela, I think Venezuela just played really physical. And I think that, I wouldn't say that got in USA's head, but that's what kept them in the game a little bit. Yeah. And then, I mean, I don't really think there's a ton to say about basketball. I mean, who, who do you think there's a, their biggest competition is? Ooh, Australia for sure, dude. They look great. Dude, I'm personally, I'm, I'm a believer in Lithuania. Uh, I, I actually like Croatia more than I like Lithuania. Really? Yeah, I do. Have you been? I'm watching? a big, I'm a big Jonas Valanciunas guy. Yeah, no, he's not bad. He's not bad at all. They have some, it's like six eight. I wouldn't call him a big man. Kind of like a three, but he's actually really good. Watch out for Nigeria. Yeah, don't. <laughs> yeah, don't don't watch out for him. Actually, I don't know if you saw <laughs> Dario Saric or Saric or have you pronounced his name? He, yeah, he game wing him, block. Yeah, he introduced himself to the world with a block on Pau Gasol. That was impressive, honestly. Yeah, probably the most exciting thing that's happened in it for the 76ers in the past eight years. Yeah, no kidding. Since since Iggy led him to the playoffs. But, uh, <laughs> and then, but see, let's talk about Australia a little bit. I think Australia actually looks really good. 
Yeah. They struggled today against Serbia. Yeah, they ended up winning by like 15, I think. But yeah, Patty Mills, Delhi, the Gritmaster, Aaron Bogut. Baines, Bogut. I mean, in I think they have a good future too, if I'm being completely honest. Once you get Exum and Simmons in there. Yeah. And Kyrie Irving was born in Australia. Why isn't he playing for Australia? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Hmm. Is he really an American? I don't know. What do you think about that week? I mean, what do you think he feels about it if, when he if he has to play Australia? They played. They played not tomorrow, but they they play thir- They play Wednesday the tenth, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I he was born there because his dad was in the military, but I believe he grew up in New Jersey like his whole life. So. I was gonna say, when did he move to the U.S.? Yeah, Probably pretty really early. Young. Yeah. Whereas like Simmons, his dad was American, but he grew up in Australia. Yeah. So that's a little speaking. Different. Speaking, going back to the Dante Exum thing, I've been kind of underwhelmed with him. No, oh, me too. Me too. He's been injured. He tore his ACL, so didn't even play last even, year. Well, even before then. Yeah. No, I wasn't agree. that impressed. Me either. But he's still young, so I don't know. I'd I'd like to think that you know there's at least a little bit of hope. I try not to judge guys too much in like their first couple of years in the NBA when they're that young. The most impressive thing to me about the Olympic basketball is that there's two Bogdanoviches. And they're not related. <laughs> Different countries too. Different countries and not related. Croatia and Serbia, right? Yes. Yeah, I know my Bogdanoviches. Bohan, they... hey Bohan, I I like to watch him playing for the Nets. Just isn't it Boyan? Yeah, there, there's Boyan. a. Oh, is it really? Yeah. That's how you pronounce that J in there. <laughs> yeah. Bojan. Okay. <laughs> well, anyways, I like Bohan more than I like Bogdan. Boyan. Boy, Boyhan is a God, I, I'm really twisted and turned with this name now. He's a Suns. He's a Suns player. He hasn't come over yet. But no, Suns, he hasn't. Yeah, the Suns on his right. Whereas Bogdan Bogdanovich, what a name! Is a Nets player, right? Yeah, I think yeah, he played really well, actually. Bogdan. I thought yeah. Bohan played for the Nets. Boy, Boyhan. Boyhan. I'm, I'm sticking with Bohan. Man. He has to say, Weeks just googled Boyan. This is this is great podcasting, <laughs> but um, I know Will wanted to say a little something about fencing, right, Will? Dude, yeah, okay. So I uh, had like a, a free lunch yesterday, so I got to watch about an hour of the Olympics and all that was on that I, besides uh, whitewater rowing or canoeing, whatever that crap is, was fencing. So I got to watch the USA champ. His name's Alexander Masilas. I don't know how to pronounce it, but uh, he's a student at Stanford, actually. Mechanical engineer. I think he was 20 years old. What? I said, oh, said nice. Nice, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you said race? Race, um, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he was in the round of 16. No, he was in the quarterfinals, uh, and he was f- fencing, I don't know, facing off against uh, an Italian guy who he had never beaten. And. Uh, this Alexander kid's uh, the number one in the world at the time, and he got down in the third set, uh, or not the third set, in in his uh, the third round he was down thirteen to seven. And you, you go to fifteen, right? Yeah, yeah. And he he just came storming back. Uh, it was fourteen to eleven, so game point. I mean. It, Honestly, it's it's been the highlight of the Olympics for me so far. If you can go rewatch it, rewatch it because it was fourteen a piece at one point, and the way they do it is next point wins. It's not win by two. 
Yeah. So it's it, it it was it was riveting fencing if I've ever seen it. I watched the <laughs> I watched the Russians this morning. It was two. It was the finals between two Russians who probably do drugs, and um, it was like fourteen ten, and then it was the girl came back. The girl who was at ten came back and won. But the crazy thing was they kept on having simultaneous touches. Yeah. So. They, oh yeah. So they like review it and then yeah, they, just, they just say redo. Yeah, they redid it when it was at fourteen thirteen, literally three times in a row. So that girl almost won three times in a row, and then she ended up losing. Dude, honestly, I think fencing's my sleeper sport. It's just sleeper sport. Fencing is yeah. hard for me to watch. Like, I can't. What do you mean? I can't tell what's like. I guess it's maybe because I don't know. Like, I've never watched fencing before in my life. I mean, I guess I might be missing out on something, but I don't know how. Like when they smack them, like I don't know what's a simultaneous touch. Like I just don't know the rules, and I just like, yeah. I don't understand how to watch it. That's yeah. fair. Every time I watch it happen, uh, it reminds me of the scene in Peter Pan, yeah. <laughs> where he's he's on top of the mast on the boat. Just thought I'd share that. <laughs> I am a fan of how they say on guard before they uh, go after it each other. So, um, well, moving on from fencing, uh, it is Boyan who plays for the Nets. We were wrong. I wasn't wrong. Yeah, you were right, Weeks. And then we'll talk a little bit, little bit about football. We have the Hall of Fame game was canceled because some sort of conspiracy. I'm not really sure. Something some about, dude can't paint a freaking football field the right way. Yeah, I know, You're right? You're so upset about that, Will. Dude, okay. Like, sure, it's Hall of Fame game. It's preseason and all. But there's something, like, deep inside the, the sports fan of me that when I see that that game's on, it's like football's back, you know? I don't know. For, for me, it's just a sign that it, the crazy, terrible July slash beginning of August is, is the, the end is near. If I'm going to be completely honest, oh, when it was canceled, I was like, who gives a shit? <laughs> like, if the it, NFL cares, I mean, yeah, they're going to lose a lot of money because yeah, of that. Yeah, last year's oh, the revenue in 2014 from the Hall of Fame game was $4.6 million. Man, Roger Goodell's only going to make $31 million instead of $36 million this year. <laughs> But, like, I don't know. if I feel like if I was a Packers or a Colts fan, I'd be like, sweet. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was thinking about it today, and one of my fantasy football running backs is the Colts running back, Frank Gore. Who knows? He probably wasn't really going to play in that game. He's so old. But for a lot of them, I was thinking it's one less game that they have to play in the preseason. There's been a lot of talks about shortening the preseason, maybe. I've heard that in years past, and, you know, that shortens the preseason for those two teams. So yeah. I don't think yeah. they're that probably that upset about it. I think, That's fair. I, I think that game is more about the night before, too. It's about Brett Favre and Marvin Harrison and those guys getting inducted into the Hall of Fame more than it is about the game. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I, I was just upset from a selfish perspective. Yeah. <laughs> I, was little, I mean, Typical. I was a little upset. I actually uh, wore a Brett Favre jersey around the whole day. I don't have that much of an opportunity to wear Brett Favre jersey, so when I see a little, little chance like that, i got to wear it. So. <laughs> well, moving on to another quarterback. Uh, RG3 was named the starter of the Cleveland Browns, and I actually heard that the Cleveland Browns were mathematically eliminated from the playoffs today. <laughs> I, be- I believe it. Yeah, I don't know if y'all saw that, but, you know, I'm not a math guy, but it makes sense. Something good for Cle- something that's good for Cleveland, <clears throat> though, is they're going to be awful. They're going to be atrocious this year, but they're going to be fun to watch, I think. They're going to have Dude, okay. talent, Josh Gordon, RG3, Duke Johnson even. I think they're going to be fun to watch. They're going to have some speed and... It's going to be enjoyable. It's probably going to be the most fun you're going to have if you're a Cleveland Browns fan that you've had in the last 30 years. I'm I am personally a believer. I believe I have more Cleveland Browns fan or Cleveland Browns players on my fantasy roster than anyone else in our league. And I'm I'm excited about that. I I think Hugh Jackson is a great coach. 
Hugh Jackman. I think Wolverine. What? Yeah, yeah, Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think he's a great coach. I think he's got the personality to turn around a terrible organization like the Cleveland Browns. He's all fire. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm just a firm believer that the stuff he did in Cincinnati, he can repeat in Cleveland. Yeah, I get what you're saying. And <clears throat> last but not least with the NFL before we move on, uh, Joey Bosa has still not reported to camp or signed his contract because of money issues. And uh, all I'm saying is uh, Urban Meyer was his coach. That's all I'm saying. I actually saw today that his mom said that they wished they pulled an Eli Manning on draft yeah, night. I saw that. Dude, I don't. Okay, explain that to me. What do you mean they pulled an Eli Manning? Yeah, I, I don't. I didn't get that. Eli Manning told the Chargers he would never play for him. I did not ever yeah. know that. You didn't know that? I did not they, know that. Yeah, did, they, they drafted him? Yeah, they took him first yeah, they and he said I would him. never... He, he told him that he would never play for him, so they traded him for Phillip Rivers. Yep. Wow. Fun fact. You learn something new every day. That's yeah. the kind of sports knowledge we have on this podcast. See, that, that's why I partake in this podcast, so I can learn. Yeah, learn from <laughs> us, yeah. Okay, hopefully and our then, listeners have done some warning, maybe even about some rugby. And then the last thing we're going to talk about, just real quick, we're going to call this Talking Golf, right? And uh, we're going to let Weeks take this away since he is the co-host of Two Man Scramble. Yeah, if you really want to listen to some golf, go check out our podcast though, on the website, Two Man Scramble. It's a little bit more detailed look into the golf. but Nice nice plug. Yeah, <laughs> I had to go ahead and shout that out. But really, I just wanted to go ahead and say Jim Furyk came out with a 58 yesterday, lowest round in PGA Tour history. And at first when I saw that, I was pretty astounded by it i was excited it shocked me i was like oh my goodness he shot a 58 later to realize i saw that the course was a par 70 so he was only yeah. minus 12 not at the not the most under par we've ever seen but regardless of 58 is a 58 and he as old as he is to still be able to do that i mean that's that's amazing yeah. i think i think it's crazy that he's the only person to ever shoot below 60 twice now um and i also believe through the first three rounds of that tournament he was one over. So yeah, he was. He was he one over, over and under. they went 12 under in the last day. So. so you're telling me he had a maybe an anomaly? Maybe he went to Russia and got in on some doping. That's what I was getting at. That's all I'm saying is, you know, don't stand out too much. But uh, enough golf talk, you guys. And that's talking golf. Anyways, <laughs> um, last but not least, our segment. We're doing where you would re- relocate a professional sports team. And this was uh, the brainchild we're not, of Alec we're not, Weeks. We're not relocating. Oh, I'm we're sorry. Expanding. An expansion. This is the brainchild of Alec Weeks. He's the ideas guy at Man Cave Sports, so take it away, Alec. All right, so I'm going to take a football team, and I'm going to leave the a country, leave the country and go to America Samoa. And let me tell you why. Ooh. I feel like we've seen a lot of offensive linemen come out of America Samoa. You and D-linemen, dude. You can put, yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. You see a lot of big guys. I mean... They're going to be able to rush the passer. They're going to have a great O-line. You put a halfway decent running back behind that. I mean, they're going to be able to run the ball all day. So uh, I'm taking a team to America Samoa. Oh, you will. I'm going to be a little, uh, I don't know, a little disruptive. You know, I'm, I'm going to go into the Major League Baseball, and I'm, I'm going to make a new team. And they're going to go in Louisville just because I think that having all those baseball bats and the brands named after your city, you got to have a baseball team there, right? I agree. 
What would your mascot be? Sluggers. Yeah, the sluggers, <laughs> and it's literally just a slug. Oh, that's actually kind of cool. <laughs> that sounds like a minor league team to me. If you've ever looked at these minor league teams, they have some crazy logos and some crazy team names. I actually really like that, if I'm going to be completely honest. The sluggers. Yeah. So, they're not a baseball bat slugger, they're a slug? They're a slug. Yeah. They should be a slug with a baseball bat in their... I mean, I guess if you want to give them a hand, I don't know. And they're yeah. Their mascot is literally a slug holding a baseball bat and has just, like, a baseball cap on. Yeah, he has to have a baseball cap on. The sluggers. <laughs> I really like it. That's actually one of the best things I've ever heard. <laughs> and then um, I'm going to do a homer pick since we live here in Austin. And the closest thing we have to a professional sports team is uh, nothing. So, Not Rock Express, dude. Yeah, and the Texas Stars. I'm actually going to say we should get a hockey team. I oh, think, oh my! Well, I think, I think that Texas deserves another hockey team. I think the Texas Stars, the minor league team, they get great fans. I know a lot of people listening probably don't, you know, care about hockey, but uh, that's my pick. I'd love to have a hockey team, and I would like to say that our first captain should be Ryan Miller. That's all I'm saying. And uh, if if Austin were to bring in a professional sports team and it was a hockey team. Man, I'd be so disappointed. You would? So disappointed. So, before we end this, we'll, we'll end on a high note. Uh, Weeks and Will, what sport would you bring to Austin then? Weeks? Oh, you go first. Oh, Dude, I'm, I'm, bringing, I'm bringing baseball. You are? Baseball yeah. to Austin, huh? Yeah. If I'm being completely honest, no professional sport in Austin makes sense. Austin can't handle professional sport. We've already got enough traffic as it is. I don't really want to get any worse. <laughs> but uh, if I'm bringing a professional sports team here, it's got to be a soccer team. You know, keep Austin right. weird. It's about that. I think you can see. Yeah, I think you could see some good, uh, some good fans that could really get behind a soccer team here. I think you're right. We're kind of like a Portland. Anyways, that was talking soccer. Knocked <laughs> <We laughs> out two in one episode, but uh. Thanks for listening to the first ever episode of The Den. It'll only get better if you've listened this far. It's just going to get better. We promise, right, guys? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Stick with us. Give us a chance. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, MCSports365. Check out our website, Man Cave... What is it? Hyphen. hyphen. Man hyphen Cave sports. hyphen or dash, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Man Cave dash or hyphen sports. Uh, check out all of our podcasts. Check out Two Man Scramble. Check Definitely out, go check that one yeah, out. Kicking it with Avery. Me and Will do the first episode. Uh, it was and pretty coming great. soon, Fantasy Professors. Fantasy all you professors. can ever want more regarding fantasy football. Yeah, Brought to you by myself and Dylan McDonald. Love it. And we have all sorts of articles with, you know, we talk baseball, we talk golf, we talk soccer, we talk everything so make sure to check us out uh make sure to like or make sure to subscribe and leave a review to this podcast and uh thanks for listening guys moment of silence for the champions for those who make going hard a lifestyle never wait for nothing gotta get it right now i'm in the spotlight when they turn the lights down only a champ swing the hardest in the 12th round i love the fourth quarter i love the ninth inning Cause in my heart, can't nobody do it better Can't slow me down, won't stop me, never I'm so passionate, clay, I'm tasting in this crown You don't need with I'm very bones with mine I beat the buzzer, baby, my stroke is holding one You see the checkered flag, finish line, I come And I ain't got it
in the sounds for the champions. Hey. Hey.